Welcome to Leveraged Lifestyle, the podcast that shares with you the mindset and skill set it takes for you to create your ideal leveraged lifestyle, whatever that might look like for you. Please welcome your host, entrepreneur, world record holder and globetrotter, Catherine Turner. Hi there, it is Catherine Turner and welcome to episode 61 of Leveraged Lifestyle. I was recently asked, what are some of the biggest difficulties or challenges you face when transitioning from being an employee to being your own boss, self-employed and starting up your own business essentially. And I believe there are three things that are that come up, these, these three biggest difficulties and challenges for you. And I believe these three biggest challenges are one, environment, two, people and three, routine. Now, I want to specifically focus on environment and I will be touching on people as well and how that affects that transition period. And then we'll discuss routine in a future episode. So environment. Environment is so important when you are working and wanting to get in flow and creating essentially your leveraged lifestyle and how you want to work and how you get the best out of yourself, the best productivity, efficiency with your time. So it's likely that you've come from working alongside people to now working maybe at the kitchen table or in your home office if you're lucky to have that extra space in your house. But I know I also found myself getting very comfortable sitting on the sofa, uh, not very good for posture of course, turning on the TV just to have that comfort of background noise Uh, And again, that definitely became a distraction and not being able to focus. uh, And it really led to poor productivity, not feeling like I was getting anywhere fast. And I do think my environment and how I'd set myself up really affected that. As I say, I didn't have a home office set up at all. Although I had the space, I had a spare bedroom in our, our first property when I was first starting my business and did that transition. I hadn't set it up. Uh, very well at all and so I didn't want to go in there so again this is even when you have that space how you have set it up as well so one of the things I realized is that I had to change up my environment and actually sometimes working from home where there are loads of distractions whether that's you know constantly getting up to make yourself a cup of tea just grabbing food whenever you wanted it not very good on the waistline either whether that's putting on another load of washing, doing the washing up and pretty much doing anything else but focusing on the work and task at hand. So shaking things up um, and as I say, this can actually be helpful whether you're still employed in a job, whether you are looking at new office space because you are now growing your team to have physical located staff within your team. Um, But also if you're still in that startup phase, maybe still sitting at the dining table and that just isn't cutting it for you. So I want to go through uh, some tips with you. Uh, This is all about tips that you can use. Uh, Many are no or low cost, although a few do kind of break the budget as it were, but they may be worth it for you. And again, if you've got um, a budget to allocate to this, then do so. Okay, so tip number one is no matter what stage of the journey you're at, and you should actually be encouraged by any employer, and that might be yourself because you may be your own boss, and that is to go for a walk. Now, this could be a simple trip to make a cup of coffee or cup of tea or go and grab one, uh, a short comfort break or a full hour walking around the local park. If you have one near or some nature or even taking a drive to do that, 
to get away and go and have a walk somewhere. Really just getting away from your computer, getting away from the screen, giving yourself a proper break is essential for productivity and to get you refocused again. So I've talked about previously the Pomodoro method, the method of 25 minutes on, five minutes off, and then after a few of those, taking a longer break. So this may be your longer break, but again, in those five minutes, you can get up, walk about, take yourself away from the screen, really important. Number two is to encourage hot desking. So this was really being encouraged even when I was leaving my public sector job, whether, again, that's requesting it from your boss or whether you are the boss, uh, you can get a little too comfortable coming into exactly the same space, especially when you're in some, like an office environment and you just kind of make it your own and it just becomes all a bit too normal and actually you need to shake things up a bit and shake up and change your environment again. So if you have to share it or swap around with others, it also encourages you to keep the space tidy and clutter-free. And again, uh, you know, a clutter-free environment means a clutter-free mind. And you know, not everyone likes this idea, but shaking things up once in a while, sitting next to new people, sharing new ideas can be extremely helpful. So how about you give that a go? Number three is finding a new environment entirely to work from. So when making that transition from employee to self-employed and becoming your own boss, this is very important to find a space where you can get in flow uh, and feel really uh, comfortable getting in. So not comfort as in like it's just all too easy, like your sofa, for example, but actually where you can like really get in that state, get in the zone as it were, get in flow and find what works for you. And on different days, it could be different places and depending on what sort of vibe and inspiration you need that day. But here are a few of my favorite spots to try. And like I said, if you're still employed and you get a choice about where to work, give some of these a try too. So number one is the coffee shop. So whether this is your favorite chain, Starbucks, Cafe Nero, Costa, or a local independent, Order a drink, find a comfortable spot, and I find you cannot get bothered for hours on end. So do be careful if you're doing anything particularly sensitive online because you are using public Wi-Fi though. So just take that into account. But of course, you can have your favorite drink right there. The, the drink is a business expense because you're there to do work. It's a great compromise there. A hotel. Um, so when actually we were setting up a business to start with myself and Steve, so I started the business and when he came on board, we looked at rebranding and what we were gonna do and the structure and we took ourselves off. We found a nice independent hotel nearby that we could just take a, a drive to, had a lovely location and just had a really nice feel and vibe to it. And I say, whether that's a big lobby space or a kind of public space within the hotel that you can use or maybe a cafe or restaurant within it, uh, you can easily disappear in there. And sometimes they even have refreshments that's available to people using the hotel. So, you know, always a little uh, extra bonus there. But, you know, I would encourage you to order something at least for your time while you're there for you using the space. And again, put it down as a business expense. The gym. Combine a workout with doing your work. And I actually do this fairly often in my gym. Uh, I actually go to a virgin gym. There's a cafe where they even have computers and desk space as well. So it's a really nice place. I get my smoothie there. I feel really good. I've just had a workout and I can get on with some work. And sometimes I'll work quickly beforehand, go and have my workout and then go into it as well. So again, just find a combination that works for you. 
One I actually found when I was still employed was working at an art gallery. Now I was in London at the time there for a meeting and I could have got the train straight home and potentially either work from home or gone back into the office. But I decided that, you know, I'm in London, there's lots of public spaces around and lots of free art galleries. And this was actually the Tate Modern I went into. But, you know, depending on the type of gallery, it can actually be a really inspiring space. And again, a lot of the time there's places to work at, uh, that people aren't going to bother you. And it's just a really, again, a nice environment. It's usually quite hushed and, and quiet, but again, just lots of, you know, inspiring artwork around. And uh, I just find, uh, find it's a good place to work. Uh, again, a free place to go and work is your local library. So whether you live in a town, a city, a village, you should have a local library near to you. And they will have a space set up, whether you need to use a computer or just want to go and use their desk space. Again, it's usually nice and quiet. There's a real kind of, again, inspiration about around being around lots of knowledge and books. There's usually people working there anyway. And it can just be, again, a really nice environment. Plug your headphones in as well, keep quiet. And, um, and get on and get in flow with it. So again, you could take your own water bottle along and you know pot of coffee along, and usually that's absolutely fine in the workspaces there. If you have a nice restaurant you like to go to, now as co-directors of our companies, my husband and I often find a nice restaurant to go along and work on strategy and vision and the next steps for our businesses. And therefore a meal out uh, is just really nice and it becomes a business expense and we're usually going to talk about business anyway, so why not actually make it, you know, full on, book it in the diary and find a nice place to go and work. And again, you could always find a nice restaurant that you've not been to before, try it out and talk business. How about finding a co-working space or some outside hot desking? So again, if you're not working in an office already, but you want to recreate that kind of environment for yourself, finding these kind of co-working spaces. Uh, there's usually one, uh, one or two uh, within sort of local towns and, and cities now, they're popping up everywhere. Um, I've found lots of people have found these to be very effective when transitioning to working for themselves. Uh, it usually be quite an inexpensive option compared to a traditional office setup as well. And it just means you're around lots of different people. There's a chance to network. They usually do other events as well and pride networking um, kind of formally and informally there. You can, of course, go to a paid office if this is right for you. Uh, so similar to the co-working space, but a little more, more traditional, could be for when you're starting to hire physical staff, when you need an actual maybe office uh, address or location that you need people to come to. And as I say, Maybe don't necessarily go straight for the, you know, if you don't need a fronting, uh, a front office, as it were, you know, where people, members of the public can come into. But if you want to maybe go and look at this route, I would suggest maybe going through a slightly non-traditional route and seeing if you can find uh, someone you know who you could sublet a space from. So that whether this is from a networking group or just being on local business networking groups online, see if anyone's got some spare office space that they would like to sublet. So you can kind of try and feel it out for yourself. It's usually, again, a little bit cheaper than going for like the branded office environment uh, if you don't want to go down that route straight away. Private members clubs as well. Now, this will have a number of perks. Uh, besides the working space, it could be a great place to bring clients and customers to. Uh, I would suggest that, of course, yes, there's going to be a higher price tag attached, but the likelihood is you're going to get some additional perks and benefits along the way as well. 
Uh, look, see if you can find someone you know, again, who's a member of the club. You're likely going to need this if you are going to join because you'll need to be referred in. Uh, so again, look through networking groups, whether that's online or offline, to get some recommendations of some good clubs as well that are local to you. Now, of course, there's lots in London, but if you're not near London, go and have a look and space as well. And of course, if you're listening for all around the world, then find one that's right in the local city near to you. Find a Wi-Fi free zone. Now, it seems like this is pretty much impossible a lot of the time, but there are a few cafes out there, a few kind of working zones, maybe um, a hotel where you have to pay specifically to attach to the Wi-Fi and find yourself a place where there's no Wi-Fi. Now, why would you do this? Well, if you're working on a piece of work that doesn't actually require access to the internet, this might be maybe putting a book together, uh, a deal proposal, presentation, then not having that distraction of, you know, uh, the internet, essentially like your emails pinging, your social media notifications, just checking on the news, finding out what the weather is, if you weren't just going to look out the window. Uh, all those little distractions that happen when you're on the internet means you can then get super focused on what you're doing. And of course, if you really want to go ahead and break the budget entirely, why not go and book yourself maybe a retreat, a holiday, somewhere where you can have some space that's all yours. Pick somewhere with a beautiful view. Pick somewhere that's really going to light you up, whether that's the weather because it's nice and hot, whether the weather because it's nice and cold and maybe you like that. Maybe it's just somewhere you've always wanted to go before, but you haven't felt that there's been a reason to do it. Create your own little mastermind of people, uh, have a retreat for just you and the directors or the team within your company. Create somewhere, again, that's going to get you super focused on work. It's away from the distractions of everyday life. And I would encourage you to try and do that at least once or twice a year, if you can. Uh, book it in as part of your holiday anyway, but take a couple of days that are specifically for work. And then you can book in those particular times as actually a, then a work expense because you were legitimately going out there to work um, specifically on your business. And yeah, go and find a space that really lights you up, whether that's in your own country or whether that's going abroad and, and really use that time to focus on your business. We've done that a few times now within our businesses, whether that was just myself and Stephen, whether that's going away with uh, other business couples or as part of a, a mastermind or a treat uh, that was booked for us. And that really helped us get into just a new environment. Again, you can have some social time to really, it might be talking about business and networking really, but again, it just gets you in a whole different mindset and not having to deal with everyday life and shopping and, uh, you know, washing clothes, all that sort of stuff. OK, now, like I said, the other issue I find a lot when people are doing that transition is being around people. And usually from whatever job you've come from, there's usually people about. And when you come to start working on your own and your own business, you are therefore usually working on your own. So just having that lack of contact can really start playing on your mental health, on your ability to get focused, on your ability to just sound, have someone else there as a soundboard and bounce ideas off of. So again, whether you can use some of those places that I've suggested already to be that for you, or whether you need to get yourself around uh, like-minded, uh, entrepreneurs, business owners who are also on this journey because being an entrepreneur can be a lonely journey. So getting around like-minded people as often as you can, whenever you need that little extra boost, get yourself into an inspiring environment uh, with people around you that's going to get you into flow, bring you that energy rather than draining it is going to be really helpful for you. So whether that's you finding yourself 
where you work on a day-to-day basis, whether that's being part of a mastermind, whether that's kind of monthly, and an event for specifically for entrepreneurs and business owners and get into events each month, whether that's weekly networking meetup groups, find what works for you and say it's going to be different for everyone. Now, remember, if you'd like to join over 100 like-minded entrepreneurs and business owners, whether they're starting up uh, or further on in their journey, we have got the Leverage Lifestyle Summit. Now, I mentioned it on a few of the podcasts recently, but ensure you get yourself on that VIP priority notification list right now because it's only open for a couple more weeks. You need to go to bit.ly forward slash Summit 2019 all lowercase, Uh, And as I say, get yourself on that list so you know when tickets go live. And of course, you get extra bonuses by being part of that VIP priority notification list that the general public, when it goes to the general public launch, are not going to get, including an incredible up to £250 discount on ticket prices and a free ticket upgrade at all levels. So look, whether you like I've been enjoying the podcast and you want to come and celebrate, whether you want to come and learn new business strategies, whether you want to just know how to outsource and scale your business, it is all going to be there at the Leverage Lifestyle event, along with some awesome networking. And we've got some great bonuses that I'm going to be announcing, but only to the people on the VIP priority notification list. So I hope you find this helpful. Like I said, I'll be tackling the whole idea around routine and the fact that when you transition from being an employee to an Uh, to being your own boss that really can take a bit of a hit on that whole routine aspect of just your day-to-day working life I'll be tackling that in another episode but for now let me know where is your favorite place to work what environment really gets you into flow and really helps you find your your zone what helps you kind of get you into that flow of working and really inspired and motivated to take those next steps Make sure you share it in the Leverage Lifestyle Facebook community as always. I've got a thread running on there. Come and share with me what your favourite is. If I've forgotten any as well that you think should be added to my list that I've shared with you on this episode, let me know. And uh, as always, there is no better time than now to start creating your leveraged lifestyle.